Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, Tom Miller here from Leaders Building Leaders, and and I, I I'm on the road tonight. I'm working with a with a school here, doing some consulting, and and I thought I'd hop in here to Facebook Live and see how everybody's doing. So I just asked you, just you know, drop your questions right there. So let me just you know quickly start as I'm waiting for you know some questions to pop in. There's already a couple here ready to go, but. Um, you know, just want to kind of just share share with you uh, what I've been learning. Um, you know, right now I'm in my own uh, mastermind group, and and uh, it's me and and, and uh, twelve other leaders from across the world uh, participate in um, monthly deep dive uh, mastermind sessions. And a mastermind group, you know, is 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 like minded individuals coming uh, together um, on a on a you know, continuous basis. And our, our, you know, the main goal of the mastermind group is to, is to bring your challenges and bring your problems. Uh, you know, whatever you might be facing, right. Or bring your ideas or whatever it may be, then take the power of the mastermind group because one of us is not as smart as all of us, but to, to, to take the power of the mastermind group to really help you, um, uh, you know, think through those challenges or to bring you ideas and uh, strategies um, to to ensure a, a, a better result. And so I just love these uh, mastermind groups. And and so in the last, you know, in the last session, you know, our uh, leader, uh, uh, Paul, who's the leader of the group, he said, you know, people cannot hear in, in, unless they feel as though they've been heard. People cannot hear unless they feel that they have been heard, which is, which is a huge piece, right? I mean, if you're, if you're trying to embed any initiative in your organization or you're trying to get your team to move to the next level, they have to know that, that, they've, that they've been heard by you, right? That you're giving them a chance to hear. So it, it, it lines into the question that we got, this great you know, question from Melissa Morrison. And she says, uh, I'm a consultant and um, instructional coach. My question is, how much do you think leadership is accountability and telling and how much is cultivating? I know you need to create a positive, a safe and positive environment, but I also feel that you need to follow through with directives and tell the teachers when they're not following them. Yeah. So, so the first question is, how much is accountability and telling versus cultivating? Well, it's all those pieces, right? I like to think that... Um, uh, uh, leadership is is one percent vision and ninety nine percent alignment, right? Alignment to that vision, whatever that is that you want to be. However, no one no one is going to align to your vision 
until they feel as though uh, they've been heard, right? You've gained their permission to lead them. And yes, it is certainly about accountability and you know, conversations and letting them know that they're not meeting expectations or they're not you know, falling in line. But you have to answer yourself, you have to ask yourself this question first. If they're not in line, what role do I have in this problem? Before we start blaming them, right, or judging them or getting on them, what role do I have in this uh, problem, right? So let's go back to the, the 1% vision versus the 99% alignment. So the 1% vision is I need to be able to be very clear with what I want to see, okay? What is, what is I want, um, you know, what is it that I want our organization to achieve? What is it that I want to feel? So when I coach leaders, I challenge them to take out a pen and a notebook and write out what it is I want, you know, what it is, you know, I wanted to achieve, whether it was a, you know, a specific goal or, or what I wanted the classrooms to look like, or what I wanted my training plan to be, or anything to that effect. You've got to get clear because to be unclear is to be unkind, right? To be unclear is to be unkind. So, so, you know, you don't have to know all of the details, but you have to have clarity, Michelle, in, in where you're going first, right? And then you have to communicate those expectations every single day and over and over and over again, because vision leaks, vision leaks, but it only leaks if, you know, people are clear and, and, you know, people know, and it's, it's constantly being uh, communicated. And, and so, you know, your next part about cultivating it, that's a big part of the process, right? So I have communicated my vision. And then we have this uh, a process in our team that we've learned from uh, Patrick Lencioni. It's called cascading communication, right? So I'm sitting with my team. I'm around a table and I'm communicating my vision. I'm communicating my expectations and we're and I'm you know fielding questions and we're talking about this initiative we're about to embed. And then at the end of the meeting, as I'm coming in to land the meeting, and I'm asking, are there any questions? What questions do you have? Help me understand what you think our challenges might be. What are the you know potential barriers? What is it that I'm not seeing? Because here's the thing: if you're the only person at the meeting contributing to the meeting that's a problem first of all right that's a trust issue that's a that's a that's a relationship issue that you have with your team but you've got to put them in a position where they can contribute because they they need to know that they've been heard by you so create a safe uh you know safe environment asking questions fielding questions getting the commitments uh in you know in the notes right whether the, it's up on the whiteboard or someone's taking google doc notes or whatever that may be but get the commitments in in at the end of the meeting and say everybody take a look and of all the things that we talked about here here's the commitment tom you're uh, responsible for that katie you're doing this mike you're doing that lauren you're right tell me if you have any concerns or any challenges here everybody right you're getting the commitment you're landing the plane and you're not going to end that meeting until you have commitment from everybody because what your expectation is that those individuals around the table are now communicating your vision, your expectations to the rest of the team, right? They're, it's going to cascade down, 
or they're following those next steps, right? So going back to your question you asked, right, how much is it accountability and telling? Well, I can hold people accountable until I'm really clear in what I can count on them to do, right? Accountability is, is, is I can count on you. I want to be able to count on you to do something. But if I haven't communicated what that is I want you to do, I, I can't count on you because you can't even count on me uh, to uh, communicate clearly, right? So I communicated my expectations. We're around the table. We came to our commitments. We you know followed through. Everybody's clear what they're going to do, what their next steps are, what their action steps are, like who they're communicating to, when they will communicate you know this, this information. And then you say, uh, create a positive and safe environment, right? This, this cultivating. So the cultivating piece, you know, comes next. And I've been doing this work throughout the year. Like I have been cultivating relationships with the individuals on my team, knowing their strengths, uh, placing them in a position of strength and, re and releasing them from their weaknesses, right? I'm building relationships. I'm, I'm finding common ground with them. Um, right. I'm gaining their permission to lead them, right. Taking them through the relationship compass, ask them questions about, you know, family and, and, and recreation and why they get up every day. Right. Our, our form, you know, process, family, occupation, recreation, mission. These are the questions that we ask to build and create uh, common ground. So I've created common ground. I'm working with them. I'm, I'm cultivating these relationships. And so two days after that, we had this meeting, this vision casting meeting, is when I begin, you know, leading by walking around. And I may see something that isn't what I communicated. And I'm going to ask, hey, Tom, um, we had agreed uh, at the meeting that, you know, everybody would at, be at their door at um, 730 greeting students. But I happened to walk by your classroom this morning at 730 and you weren't there. So first of all, I was worried that you are okay. I hope everything's okay. Is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, help, help, help me understand where, where were you at seven thirty? How come you weren't at your door? Because the reason why we need you at your door, as we talked about at the meeting, was to ensure safety and security of all students. Can you help, help me understand? Oh, well, you know, I had to do some extra copies, and I was still in the copy room, or there was, you know, copy. Oh, okay, all right. Why? Well, I, I understand that, but you know. When you're in the copy room, that means your neighbor now, you know, Lauren, she's got to cover multiple classrooms when you're not here because there's kids coming, right? And we had all agreed that that's what we would do. We had all agreed uh, that we would be there. So here's, so here's some opportunities, right? And, and we call it, so it's the V-R-U-O-L, uh, right? The vision was, here's what I expected. The reality, here's what I actually saw happen, okay? V-R, vision reality, all right? The U is understand, help, help me understand where, you know, where were you? The opportunity, the O is opportunity. Here's some ways for improvement for next time. And the L is leadership, right? So this is an important part, you know, Michelle and everybody listening, is that after you, you take them through the vision, the reality, seek to understand, give them guidance of how to get better and reiterate your expectations, then you ask them. How could, I, how could I have communicated that better for us to, you know, get better results? What is your feedback for me, Tom, right? How can I improve in my communication there to be able to make sure 
um, that you know exactly what is expected of you, right? You know, being at the door, greeting students at 730, not just being in the building. That's the L in leadership. So it's vision, reality, understanding, opportunity, leadership. And if you don't have that framework from us, um, I'll drop the link to the training uh, here that we have. You can get it, um, you know, for free and download it. Uh, but it's a great, you know, training about setting expectations and, and, and framing your feedback is what we actually call it. Framing your feedback, uh, you know, to ensure that you're cultivating relationships, but you're also holding people accountable and you're uh, gaining clarity. So I hope I hope that helps. I mean, it's a it's a lot of, you know, both. Right. But you got to have clarity in all those aspects. You have to have agreed upon values. And and that's a whole nother aspect of it. So I want to make sure I address all parts of your questions. You know, you need to create a safe environment, but I also feel you need to follow through with that directive and tell the teachers. Yeah. 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 You say tell the teachers. and I'm just going to say let them know that they that they're not quite there yet. Right. So we call it holding your image right so my image for my staff is up here and myself i this is very important i have to hold myself up here and i have to adhere to this because i can't hold my staff at this level if i'm performing down here you got that everybody you can't hold people up here when you're performing here all right so hold hold the image high Right. And just let them know, right? help them close that gap. If they're right here, just let them know that's the opportunity. Here's a way to start, you know, climbing up and, and you hold that image all the time. As soon as you as soon as you let go of that image is is the, you know, the first opportunity that your culture begins to slip. Right. Culture is the average behavior. It's the sum of the behavior of all the people in it. And it's the worst behavior that you'll tolerate. So I hope that's. I hope that's helpful. Let me see if there's any other uh, questions here um, in there. There's not. So I'm going to talk a little bit more, but you know, feel free to add your question. If I said something that you liked or didn't understand or well, liked, hit the like button. If you didn't understand, ask a question. Um, and if you like what you're hearing, you know, share it out. So share it out. Um, I wanted to talk about um, trust. I think trust is a really, really critical um, uh, part here, right? So. Um, okay. I heard this quote on a podcast and I really loved it. He said, he said either, and I can't remember, oh, I can't read my own writing. Uh, he said, either keep your promises or don't make them, right? Think about trust. Either keep your promises or don't make them. And that kind of goes back to Michelle's question too, right? About, about, um, you know, is it, you know, is it more telling or is it more cultivated? I, I mean, don't make a promise if you're not going to keep it. So there's the T's and C's, you know, to trust. So let's, you know, uh, think about the T's first. There's, there's, there's trust, training, and tenacity. Okay, trust, training, and, and uh, tenacity. Write those down. So trust, training, uh, tenacity. Across from trust, write the word consistency. Right, consistency. Because when there's trust in the relationship, when there's trust in the organization, people are going to behave with consistency. And I would much rather have consistency rather than intensity, right? And a quick story about that. I was working with a school and they were a, a high underperforming school and but they were going through like accreditation, advanced accreditation. And it was amazing. I arrived on accreditation day 
and like the school was immaculate like there was no kids in the hallways kids were engaged teachers were up and teaching and and the principal was very proud of himself and i said hey that's great you've now created the bottom line for this organization we shall never creep below this point right but they weren't able to keep it right because they weren't consistent they were just good for a day <laughs> and if you want to be great you've got to be consistent so i'll take consistency over intensity right so trust equals consistency the next he was training training right creates competence and so so when i've been trained i feel competent like i know i can achieve something all right so trust leads to consistency training leads to competency and tenacity right tenacity leads to commitment tenacity leads to commitment and so you know when i've got consistency and competency and i'm committed to a task i know i've you know i've gotten really good results and no matter what i do right and trust is not that when you're building trust it's not that somebody will never fail you know no one could do anything until they did it for the first time so one of the issues that leaders have is they have a really difficult time in um, empowering and delegating uh, you know because they're because they don't trust that the individual is going to achieve the goal and so what I work with my teams I say like well trust is that they're not going to get it wrong because they're going to get it wrong and you got it wrong and you failed at everything like you know at some point you weren't able to talk or walk or, or 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 ride a bike or swim i mean all these things you had to fail forward so trust is not that they're never going to be wrong trust is that that they won't quit and they will work until they get it right that's a that's a big difference right i'm going to work i'm going to work until i get it right that's what the trust is that's the trust that you have in your people and isn't it wonderful when the people trust the leader. But isn't it extraordinary when the leader trusts the people? I mean, what a what a what a significant difference that is. Okay? So trust, training, and the tenacity leads to consistency, competence, and, and commitment, right? Competence and competence, which leads to commitment. And trust is that they're not going to be wrong. Trust is that you you trust the fact that they're going to keep going until they get it right, right? So one of the things too and this was really great you know as i was learning about this is that one of the main reasons that leaders don't empower right or delegate tasks is because they don't trust not just that the person is not going to get it right but but the person's not going to ask a question in order to get it right right but then i see a lot of leaders who who don't um who don't like when people ask them questions well, they don't like when the person comes to them with a question because then it's a competency issue. So it's a fascinating cycle that we've created for ourselves as leaders. You know, we're, we don't trust the person that we're handing a, a, a task off to because they're not going to ask this question. Yet we get upset when they ask this question because they said, I can't believe they asked me that question. I mean, they really should know how to do that. Well, my question is, should they? Have you followed the second T? Have you trained them so they can be competent and confident? 
I think one of the main reasons is that we don't empower people is because we don't know how to train them. We don't know how to uh, develop them. That's why we're going to, um, in August, we're uh, kicking off our, uh, our next leadership uh, book study, Developing the Leaders Around You. It's such a critical skill to be able to develop the leaders around you. So when trust starts to die, mistrust begins to blossom, right? I mean, it's, trust takes a lifetime to earn and just a mere, a mere instant to lose. And so my mentor, John Maxwell, is always talking about trust is like change in your pocket, right? Trust is credibility. So when you make good decisions, when you make good decisions, you know, people begin to trust you, right? And it's like getting change in your pocket. You make bad decisions and you make bad decisions and, and you begin to lose, lose that change in your pocket. And eventually you just have lint, right? You just got lint in your pocket. So trust is like credibility in your pocket. Once you have it, it's really hard to maintain and it's almost eroding as it goes, right? That mistrust that blossom and mistrust travels much faster than regular, right? Than, than it is to earn, right? It's much, it's much easier to lose than it is, you know, to learn. So what does all this mean, right? So what are, so what are some, so what are some, some, you know, steps that you need to take to uh, build trust? Well, so the number one, you know, area that I want you to really think about, right, is that you, the hardest person to lead in my life is me. So first of all, ask yourself, would I follow me? Would I follow me? And, and, if, I, and if I can't answer an astounding yes to that question, would I follow me, then that's where I need to start. That's where I need to, 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 you know, start my, um, my growth because no one's going to follow you. <laughs> no one's going to follow you if they don't believe, um, that you, you can do it right. Cause they're watching you. Does your walk match your talk? So that's just the first part. So, Here's five ways to earn trust. Number one is consistent behavior, right? Consistent behavior. What I do today is in harmony with what I will do tomorrow. There's a consistency in how we respond, right? With, with great leaders, like you, you can anticipate how they're going to uh, react, right? Based upon how they've reacted in the past. They've, you know, created an account of trustworthiness and, and every transaction between people creates that currency in your pocket, right? So really ask yourself, am I making uh, deposits or am I depleting the funds? Right? You know, people are way more convinced by what you do over what you ever say. And trust is established when, when words and themes are consistent, right? So that's the first one. How well are you leading yourself in a uh, consistent behavior? Number two, consistent candor, right? So older team members, um, you know, do a, do a really good job of establishing, like, even if they don't always agree, they will, they will share, right. That they will share that you are, you know, that you are consistent. Right. And they will, they will appreciate that, you know, about you. 
And so this, you know, consistent candor takes one communicating your emotions, you know, like, like, you know, let them know why you're excited, right? Really, really give them, um, you know, some good open feedback, like all the time, be authentic, right? And be uh, consistent. And, and um, be sure to stay with the care, right? Care can only be felt when you communicate your feelings, like, how are you communicating your feelings? Um, you know, like empathy is a big, is a big uh, quality that we studied um, in our dare, in our dare to lead book study. And, and, you know, you know, demonstrating that, that, you know, empathy is not about giving sympathy. It's about making the attempt to understand where somebody's coming from. It's not trying to top their story. It's not trying to make them feel better. It's letting them know that I appreciate you telling me. I don't really know how you feel because I've never experienced it, but I just want to let you know that I appreciate that you told me and I'm here to help you, whatever that might be. Right? You don't need to know the answer. Uh, the next one is admitting things that you don't understand. Right? Just being vulnerable. You know, I don't know. What a great question. Let's go learn it together. I can't wait to learn it with you. Um, share good and bad news. Right? The number one job of a leader is to is to communicate the current reality of the situation. Now you do that with boundaries, right? <laughs> but you do that with care. And candor. And the last one is uh, consistent listening, right? Listen like you mean it. Listen to understand, not listen to reply. Being a level five listener, that's another really great lesson that we have that's part of our communication master series, right? Uh, next is uh, consistent in, in leadership, right? Consistent in leadership. And remember, leadership is not a title. It's not a position. It's not letters next to your name. Leadership is influence. It's the, it's the ability to inspire people, to achieve things through people, right? Not to people. Um, and, and just, you know, being a consistent um, influencer and, um, you know, again, bringing all those pieces uh, together. Uh, consistent empowerment, right? Consistent empowerment. And this is, and this is again, you know, going back to that, um, you know, are you, are you giving tasks away? And I'm a big believer in that there's no success without succession. And every single day, the leader should be reviewing their, what they did that day and asking themselves, what's something I did today that someone else can do for me tomorrow? And constantly, you know, handing off opportunities um, to, their, to their team to excel uh, putting them in their strength zone and, you know, but, you know, staying close, right. You know, equipping them through the process, coaching them through the process, encouraging them through the process and letting them know that it's going to be okay. Uh, that if we don't get it right the first time, because most things, you know, aren't right the first time. Um, and also, you know, training people up, right. Uh, you know, you know, back to Melissa's question, right. This is, you know, this is a big point that we've talked about uh, tonight is that, is that, you know, what are your expectations? What is, what is the, this high level, this holding your image piece? Now, if you've ever been to Disney World, that's an amazingly clean environment, right? Now, did you know that the street sweepers spend four days of street sweeping training before they begin actually sweeping? I mean, and they're not street sweepers, they're entertainment enhancers, right? They add to the culture. 
if you're at Disney, you know that everybody, right, wants, wants that Disney experience and everybody is part of creating that culture. But it takes the leader, right, to set those expectations, to set that culture and empower people and give them opportunities to, to grow, you know, uh, to grow and, and achieve there. So ways to earn trust, consistent behavior, consistent candor, consistent leadership, and consistent empowerment. Uh, four ways uh, that you can build uh, that right there. So uh, I hope I hope those I hope those two added uh, value to you. Uh, let me see if there's any more uh, questions as we're as we're hopping in here. So so just to you know just to recap, right? So so we talked about um, that that in 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 leadership, right? One percent vision, ninety nine percent alignment, right? And just you know think of like a missile or an airplane. I mean, they're constantly off, you know, track, right? But they have this, uh, you know, radar that you know brings them back. And so that's the same thing with the leadership. But they need to know their destination first, right? So set your vision, and then begin to to align your team to that mission and vision and those goals, uh, you know, based upon their strengths you know, based upon uh, your current reality of where you are. So sometimes at the, at the beginning of initiative, you might be more involved, but as you, as you grow in leadership and as you become a better equipper and, and empowering your people, you know, you might just do the vision that first 10%, uh, let your team do the next 80% and maybe you do, you know, the back 10%, uh, we call it the 10, the 10, 80, 10 principle. And, and, and it's a really, really, you know, you know, important practice, right? As you, as you grow and you build trust and you build leaders uh, in your organization, you know, they need to do the bulk of the work because you need to focus your day um, on only really key, uh, uh, key strategic elements, developing people, uh, inspecting what you expect, building strategy, uh, and really being telescopic on the future uh, but microscopic um, in your daily habits. And to do that, right, you're going to use that, uh, that frame your feedback, the vision, reality, understand, opportunity, and leadership uh, framework. And I'll drop the link here um, in, the, um, in the show notes and in the comments so you can, you can uh, download that um, uh, workshop that I did on that, on, on, on how, to, how to lead and communicate with difficult people. That's going to really help you with that, that framework. And so you're going you're gonna to constantly be in touch with your team, leading by walking around, um, asking questions, getting really, really curious, and just realigning everybody to get there. And to do that, you have to build trust, right? So don't, don't if you're not going to keep promises, don't make them. <laughs> you know, focus on trust, training, and uh, tenacity in order to get consistency, uh, confidence, and commitment from from your people. And just remember that trust is not that the people will be wrong. Uh, trust is that they won't quit. They won't quit until they get it right. So I hope this lesson added some value to you. Um, if it did, hit hit the hit the like button. Um, and if you're not a subscriber, please, please, please hit the sub, sub, uh, subscription button and uh, and and you know leave a comment. Tell me what you liked, and um, and and would love for you to share this uh, video uh, or whatever. Uh, um, whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's on our podcast or, or in our Facebook group. So again, I'm Tom Miller from Leaders Building Leaders and, and uh, keep making the difference out there, everybody. It works if you work it uh, one day at a time. Thanks everybody. Have a great night.